The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium melody gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. It's the best holiday in the world. It's Audio Drama Day. And we are here to celebrate 11th hour, baby. Teams from all around the world get together to make spur-of-the-moment audio dramas, and we are here to showcase them. Let's end Spooptober in style, kids. From Wondery, this is Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm the coolest ghoul in school, David Reinstrom. Audio Drama Day is a tradition that dates to 2013, when Sibby Wheeland and David Jarvis of Kettle Falls Media in Texas commemorated the 75th anniversary of the original broadcast of The War of the Worlds. Since then, every October 30th, Wheeland and Jarvis have celebrated that anniversary, and so have numerous other audio drama enthusiasts the world over. In September 2015, our producers, Matt Boudreaux and Eli McElveen, along with our researcher, Monique Boudreaux, teamed up with an all-star band of audio dramatists, including Wheeland, Jarvis, and a whole host of other AD favorites to produce Vultures Over Low Doves. They did it all in one crazy and rushed weekend just before Halloween, and 11th Hour Productions was born. Two years later, we've got teams of dramatists from all over the world, collaborating to create some truly excellent Spooptober scares. There are some fantastic ones this year, but we're just going to play two. If you want to hear the rest of them, and you absolutely should, head to 11thHourAudio.com. That's the numerals 11thHourAudio.com. Now, the first piece we're going to play is by an American entry, Shadows of Halloween by 11th Hour U.S. East. Keep a sharp ear out for our very own Matt Boudreaux and his angelic singing voice. 11th Hour Audio Productions presents... Samhain, Pomona, All Hallows' Eve, Halloween. Much like the trick-or-treaters of today, this beloved holiday has worn many masks throughout the centuries. The ancient Celts of Ireland believed that at the end of the harvest, with winter at their door, the border between the living and the dead was lifted. The ghosts of the recently departed were free to walk among us. But not all of these spirits were benevolent entities. Tales were told of those foolish enough to disrespect these apparitions. Men, women, and even children pulled from their homes and dragged into the lands of the dead. To combat these vengeful spirits, people began to wear costumes and leave offerings to appease and confuse the Dark Walkers. In tonight's story, Shadows of Halloween, four friends rediscover the true meaning of October 31st. Summer's dead. <laughs> 
yet shall it return. Burn, fire, burn! Dance the ring, luck to bring. When the year is a-turning, chant the rhyme at hollow's time. When the fire's burning, fire glow, vision show of the heart's desire. When the spells chanted well of the witching fire. Fire spark, when nights are dark, makes our winter's warmth. Red leaves fall, earth takes all. Dance the ring, luck to bring, when the year's a-turning. Chant the rhyme at hollow's time, when the fire's burning. For crimes against the pumpkin patch, I sentence you to death. <coughs> Happy Halloween! Hey, Christine. How's it going, Darian? Just want to make sure we're still on. Of course we are. Have I ever missed one of our Halloween get-togethers? Did you get a chance to pick up the pumpkins? <laughs> of course. I am the queen of the pumpkin patch, after all. I have three we can carve, and the fourth one I'll get for seeds. Have you talked to Lewis? Yes, I did. He got the okay from Claire, and he's good to go to our little soiree. What about Billy? He's going to the Ferguson's Halloween party. He said he'll stop by afterwards. Great. And probably three sheets to the wind. I never understood that saying. That's a nautical thing. Hold on a sec. What is it? Someone is standing at the front door. I didn't hear the doorbell. Trick-or-treaters? I don't think so. Hello? Nobody there. Probably kids. I guess. Anyway, let me finish up so I can hit the road. I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay. Be careful driving. The ghosts and goblins will be out in force. See you in a bit. All right. Later. Good morning, Grimalkin. Hey. You ready to go to Darian's house? Now. Where's my broom? Maddie Midnight here on WDHA, the rock of... Hey! Happy Halloween, Lewis! Am I on speaker? Don't worry, it's just me and Grimalkin. Oh my god, that cat hates me. She's just not what? fond of men. I wouldn't take it personally. You on your way? Yeah. I'm almost there. Did you talk to Darian? How did he sound? He's fine. Is he staying on his meds? Yes. I check on him a few times a week. You know, you should check on him more often. He misses you. He won't ever admit it, but I can tell. Not a lot of free time when you have a family and responsibilities. I'm sure. Oh, there you are. I see you pulling into the driveway. You say red flags? He does this every year. He needs a sense of normalcy after what he's been through. Yeah, I guess this is normal for Darius. Hey, he's talking. He's looking out the window. 
Welcome to the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> How's it hanging, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Halloween. And look what we have here, my favorite Wiccan. Happy Halloween. Quite a presentation you got here. Yeah, I added a bunch of high-end props this year. Spent a lot of time and money at Spencer Gifts. This will be the house all the trick-or-treaters will be talking about tomorrow. Do you mind helping me get the pumpkins out of the car? Happy Halloween, Grimalkin. Did you really have to bring her? Hey, what's Halloween without a black cat? Come on, let's get those pumpkins. I'm feeling artistic. Horseman Head Pumpkin Ale. My favorite brew this time of year. Damn, that's fantastic. I take back everything I've ever said about you. You've done a great job on the deck. Wow, the yard is beautiful. All the changing colors. I'm trying to be more handy these days, you know? And we can see if any trick-or-treaters are at the door from here. Kind of early yet. The little ones will be out soon. Brings back memories of a simpler time, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Just seeing Barry Street again reminds me of my mother when she used to take me trick-or-treating after we got home from school from the Halloween parade. <laughs> I must have worn that Princess Leia costume until middle school. I preferred the Jedi version you wore at Comic-Con. You watch it. My mother wasn't so DIY. All I ever had was the Ben Cooper costumes. Plastic mask with a rubber band and a smock. I still have a bunch in the attic in mint condition. You always looked so dopey in that Lone Ranger mask. Interesting pumpkin you carved there, Lewis. What did you say it was again? A smiling turd? It's a classic jack-o'-lantern. Oh, that's what it is. I couldn't tell. Oh, nice Michael Myers D. That'll look great on the porch. Especially with a candle in it at night. Ooh, makes me want to watch Halloween again. <laughs> My homage to the greatest horror movie of all time. Ugh, not that debate again. Oh, that's right, I forgot. You like that nightmare on Crap Street nonsense. It's so much scarier than Halloween. No comparison. Christine, tell this chump who's right. I don't know. I'm more of a Hocus Pocus girl myself, actually. Hocus Pocus? You just lost your Halloween cred. Yeah, you feeling all right? Do you need to lay down? It's cute. It gets me in the Halloween mood. Well, I guess it is cute. Horror movies should be terrifying, not cute. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Then I cast my vote for The Exorcist. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So then the million-dollar question is, what do we watch to kick off Monster Fest? Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Darian, do you know that guy? Can't say that I do. That's an amazing costume. Look at that makeup job. Looks like a zombie. I'd say more like a ghoul. What's the difference? A ghoul is more of a, an evil spirit than a mindless zombie. Sorry I asked. Is he staring at us? A nice costume, buddy. Must be a method actor. Creepy is what he is. Well, it looks like he's heading down the street. <sighs> Who wants to go for a walk? Take a little tour around the old neighborhood. I'd like that. Darian? Uh, you two go. I'll clean up and get the candy ready. It's almost time for the show to begin. It just don't be too long. The sun is starting to go down. And you know what that means. We'll be back in a few, weirdo. Hey, Lewis. Remember, you're a married man. So, how's the family? Good. 
Emily's going to a haunted sleepover at her friend's house, and Claire's going to stay with her. She and the other moms use it as a girls' night in. Drink wine, talk bad about their husbands. Sounds like fun. Cool. So how have you been? Still seeing what's-his-face? David? Oh, no. That ended a while back. Just focusing on myself now. The witch stuff. Wicked jerk. I've been surrounded by negative forces for so long, I decided to let the light in. Being positive, you know. I get it. I really do. Do you ever... I know we never talked about it, but I think we should leave it in the past. I cherished our time together. I really did. Those were some really fun times. It was great. But things have to change. You're one of my best friends, and I love you. And for me, that's enough. As always, you're right. But has anyone told you how amazing you are? Not lately. Well, you are. Look over there. The trailhead to the swamp. Where we used to catch frogs. Oh, yeah. Remember when we filled your mom's pool with them? I think she's still mad at me for that one. Oh, man. Look who it is. The ghoul. Doesn't that man have a party to go to? You're a witch. You should like that kind of thing. Besides... Maybe he's single. Yeah, always the comedian. Wiccans serve the light, not the dark. And I prefer the Prince Charming type. Well, come on, Glenda. Let's go check out the swamp. No way. It's headed in there. I'm not going in there. Come on, chicken. He's probably just taking the shortcut to the mall. And if you play your cards right, you can get his digits. If we go in there and I get axed to death, it's on you. Fair enough. Hold on a minute. What are you doing? Close your eyes. But... Just close your eyes and take my hand. The breath of life and the light of my mind creates an enchantment of protection and comfort. As the air we breathe is purified, I surround us with an orb of gold. This golden haze is constantly purified and separated from any negativity. May our space... Be protected. What was that? A protection spell. It's used to ward off dark forces. Well then, let's go. Darian seems better. No hallucinations last six months. I can't imagine what it's like to actually believe you're surrounded by monsters and demons. Watching your sister getting murdered in front of you would mess up anyone. Even the strongest person. I don't doubt it. There he is. Let's go back. The guy's clearly not right. He's almost around the bend. See? He's gone. This place is so unnerving. I don't like it. Why did we used to spend so much time in here? Best place to catch frogs. And other things. We agreed not to talk about that. Sorry. We should be getting back. Darian's going to start wondering where we've gotten off to. Remember the story about the old man with the shotgun? His cabin is out here somewhere. What is wrong with you? What are you worried about? We have a bubble of protection around us. What was that? Shh. Listen. (laughs) You just got your butt kicked by a rabbit. Ha ha, very funny. (laughs) You're soaked. Oh yeah. Ah! <laughs> 
jerk! Crazy! <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys. What the hell happened to you? Indiana Dope here had the idea of traveling into a swamp. Attacked by a vicious vampire rabbit. I'm going to go change in my costume. Hey. What is your problem, man? What did I do? I spent my entire adolescence dealing with the Lewis and Christine emotional roller coaster. I don't want to see her get hurt again. Chill out, man. We were just having some fun. Look, I'm sorry. I just like things the way they are now. It's been hard the past year, and it's nice to have my friends back. I, I wish I could have been there for you. I know I haven't been the best friend in the world. Come on. I have some dry clothes you can use. Don't you venture here again, ever. That's probably the last of them. What a year. They gave out 300 bags. I think that's a new record. I didn't see too many monster costumes this year. Mostly Star Wars and Disney princesses. Only a few witch ones, too, sadly. Yeah, not like the old days when everyone was Jason, Michael, or Freddy. Why didn't you wear a costume, Lewis? You always loved getting dressed up. I haven't in years. It's been more about the kids recently. I kind of got away from it. Well, it can be foolhardy not to disguise yourself this time of year. The thin veil between the living and the dead is pushed aside on Halloween night. The dead walk once more among the living. And much worse things. Evil things. And if you aren't careful, you can be pulled into the land of the dead. Unless they think you're one of them. Idiots. What's up, Billy? Dude, you gotta come out here. What? I'm bobbing for apples. Where are you? I'm about to knock all these bikes over. It's gonna be great. No. No, don't do that. <laughs> stay put. No, wait, man. No, stay there. We will come pick you up. Bye. Is he drunk? Does a bear shit in the woods? But it's time for the evil dead. He's only ten minutes away. Well, I'll grab him and be back in time to watch Ash kick some dead-eyed ass. I can drive. No, we can take the Hummer. I have you blocked in. Well, it is the perfect vehicle for a zombie apocalypse. Where did all this fog come from? I don't remember the forecast mentioning it. The weatherman is never right. It's a rule. It's almost like a law of physics. It's a John Carpenter special. The fog. I thought Billy was off the bottle. He's been better, but falls off the wagon from time to time. At least he called. Where's he at? The Ferguson's annual Halloween party. Oh, wow. We used to spy through their bedroom window when they had their special adults-only parties. 
That Mrs. Ferguson is one hot cougar. You're disgusting. I remember you standing right next to me, that cute little nose pressed up against the glass. Your hot breath steaming up the window. Oh, shut up! Here we are. Man, look at all that toilet paper. Looks like a mummy exploded out here. Good one. You guys go get Billy. I'm gonna hang out here. Too many people in there I'm trying to avoid. Pick up on the cigarette off that guy in the Star Trek uniform. Spare keys in the back passenger wheel well if you get back before me. Okay, gotcha. Nice costume. Thanks. Red shirt ensign. Always the first to die. I love classic Trek. Is that a Klingon bat left through your chest? Yes. You know the Klingon never used them in the original show. You don't have many friends, do you? No. No, I don't. Hey, can I bum one of your smokes? I don't see him. Over by the apple bobbing station. Over there. Billy! Good. Darian is waiting outside. Cool! That's a great costume. You know nothing, Jon Snow. What? Jon Snow, Game of Thrones. I'm Aragorn, Lord of the Rings. You shall not pass. What? Never mind. Guys, we need to get going. Hey, can we stay for one more song? I just talked to the DJ. He's going to play Oingo Boingo's Dead Man's Party. That's my favorite party song. Can we stay? Pretty please? Just for the song. Then we really need to go. Yeah! Woo! Now, Kirk was great and all, but in my opinion, Deep Space Nine was the best of the shows. Look, man, can we just enjoy the night in peaceful silence? Yeah, sure. I guess so. Where did all this fog come from? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm just making pleasant conversation. Hey, I know that guy. Hey, I saw you practicing on Berry Street. Nice outfit, brother. I love the whole undead thing. Top-notch work. Your friend doesn't say much, and he smells like... What the hell? Is, is this a joke? Oh, God. You, you ripped out his heart. This can't be happening. No, 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 not again. Not again. What? Where did they go? Where did they go? I'm all dressed up with nowhere to go. Walking with a dead man over my shoulder. Waiting for an invitation to arrive. Going to a party where no one's still alive. I was struck by lightning. Walking down the street. I was hit by something last night in my sleep. It's a dead man's party. Who could ask for more?
Everybody's coming. Leave your body at the door. Leave your body and soul at the door. Don't run away. It's only me. Okay, okay, enough. You know, for a pagan, you're not very fun. Where the hell is Darian? I don't know, but I hope he's got some beer back at the house. Get a serious buzz, and I want to keep riding this crazy train and do some monster mashing! I think you've had enough. Hey, wait a minute. Are you two back together again? I told Darian it was only a matter of time, so you were getting down and dirty again. Billy, I'm married. You two? Are married? Congratulations! Good lord. Where the hell is Darian? Is that him running? Drive the car. What? Drive. Drive now. Do it. All right, all right. Darian, hey, calm down. What? What's the matter? What happened? I just watched that guy, that ghoul we saw today back at the house. It, it ripped a man's heart out and ate it in front of me. Awesome. Shut up, Billy. You sure it wasn't staged? That guy's getup is professional. It was just a Halloween trick. It wasn't any goddamn trick. Jesus Christ, it killed that guy. Okay, okay, then we need to go back. Call the police. Can you show us where it happened? They... they just vanished. Vanished? The fog. It engulfed them, and they were just... gone. They were swallowed by the fog. I'm not crazy. Whoa. No one said you're crazy. That's what you're thinking. Crazy Darian is seeing monsters again. Darian. It's all right. Hey, we believe you. Yeah, let's get back to the house. Then we can figure out what's going on. Okay. You got any of the pumpkin ale left? That shit's the bomb, son! This tea will fix you right up. Here you go. Thanks, Christine. I appreciate this, but you don't have to worry about me. I'm fine. Of course you are. I'm going to go check on Lewis. I'll be right back. How is he? He's drinking the chamomile tea. It'll calm his nerves. Yeah, he's batshit crazy. Damn it, Billy! Have some compassion! You two don't see Darian as much as I do. And granted, I'm drunk a lot of the time, but I do notice things. Like what? Talks to himself. I don't mean like in the car talking to yourself type stuff. I mean like arguing with yourself! Screaming at the top of your lungs, shit. But I thought he was getting better. It's an act. You come over and you do your good Witch of the East bit and you think, everything is hunky-dory. But sister, let me tell you, he hadn't improved one single solitary bit, but... But what? I've been thinking about it, and maybe it's the beer talking, but maybe... Just maybe he isn't a sandwich short of a picnic, and he really is seeing monsters. It is Halloween, after all. And my friends, if that's the case, I'm not nearly drunk enough. You can't be serious. I know what it is now. Damn, Darian, you scared the living crap out of me. It's Halloween. It's always been about Halloween. The one night of the year when the dead dance with the living. When evil walks unhindered. What are you talking about? 
I'm talking about trick-or-treating. I'm talking about the tradition of dressing up like a monster to hide from the monsters. Don't you get it? No, I most certainly do not get it. The guy at the party, he was dressed like a Star Trek character, a, a pop culture icon. The ghoul knew it wasn't one of them, so it killed him and dragged his remains back to the land of the dead. It makes perfect sense now. Uh, sounds plausible. I'm with the coke. Darian, you need to relax. There's no need to get worked up. Everything's okay. We're here. It's fine. Relax? No way. No, I finally see what's going on. The dead have risen, and they're coming for us. It's a little late for trick-or-treats. Louis, don't! This is ridiculous. The dead aren't walking the streets. There are no such things as monsters. It's just kids playing a prank. Shit. It can't be. No. Oh, now do you believe me? Hey, guys, he brought friends. The house is surrounded. I can't see past the front yard. The fog is so thick. What are we going to do? Call the police. My phone has no signal. Same here. Of course you don't. You should know better. You've seen every horror movie ever made. I have an idea. We need to get to the attic. The attic? We'll be trapped up there. That's where I keep my own Halloween costumes. Disguise ourselves. Are we really doing this? Dude, have you looked out the window? Go! I'll hold them off! Are you crazy? You won't stand a chance. There must be hundreds of them. Go! just tossed Billy out the window like a rag doll. He vanished into the fog. Billy! Come on! Come on! In that orange box over in the corner is the costumes. Here, Lewis, take the skeleton one. Christine, a witch for you, and I'll use the werewolf. Make sure to put on the mask. Is this really going to work? I hope so. Oh my god, what happened to Billy? We're all gonna die. No, we're not. We're almost here. Stand still. Keep your masks on. Gravel can get back. They're gone. We did it. But what about Billy? Come on. Let's get downstairs. Don't take off your masks yet. They may still be out there. Fog's receding. Looks like they're really gone. We have to find Billy. Billy! Billy! Where are you? Billy! What do you think happened to him? I'm afraid they dragged him back down. Billy! 
to the land of the dead. So, to all you would-be trick-or-treaters on this most sacred of nights, make sure to lock all your doors and keep your most ghoulish mask close at hand, for you never know when the ghosts and ghoulies will knock upon your door and drag you away to the realm of the dead. Happy Halloween. Shadows of Halloween was written and produced by Neil Gustin of Twilight Audio Theater. Cover design by Pete Lutz. Starring Tanya Malayevic of Lightning Bolt Theater of the Mind as Christine, Austin Beach of Audio Oblivious Productions as Lewis, Matthew Boudreaux of Aural Stage Studios as Billy, Owen McEwen as Darian, Pete Lutz of Pulpery Theater and the Narada Radio Company was the narrator and the red shirt. Music by Kevin McLeod and Nine Inch Nails. A very special thanks to Josh Price and Tanya Malayevic for rebuilding the sound library. This has been a Twilight Audio Theater production for the 11th hour. Copyright 2017. Okay, now for something completely different. Our second piece comes to us from the 11th Hour UK team, with a piece written by Richard Brooks, a writer from Oxford. This is basically my partner Jillian's favorite kind of genre, a genre wherein obnoxious rich boys skulk around Oxford in sweater vests in the early 1920s. This period piece is very accessible and spooky, but I do want to gloss one phrase ahead of time. Being sent down from Oxford is a euphemism for being suspended. You take the down train, or the dine train, depending on how unspeakably posh you are, to London or your family's country estate, or wherever it is that rich Oxonians come from. Now, with that out of the way, here is Ivory Towers, featuring the voices of friends of the show Beth Eyre, Kareem Cronfley, and Sarah Golding. What do you think? You've brought me to a college square, in the dark, and it's raining. Is this the famous Oxford charm I've heard of? University quad? Special privileges. No townies allowed. I do live here, you know. I have seen inside the university. I've been to a lecture, in fact. <laughs> St Margaret's, I'd warrant. It's a college. Lady college. Women graduate now, you know. Lady degrees. Come on, Rog! Aggie, come on. I've got work tomorrow. 
Well, if you need to be back for your cocoa, Rog! Wake up! I think his leg's falling off. Oh, do we have to keep that scarecrow around? Agnes, remember Mr Husband said he might be willing to offer you some typing work. So what are you going to show me anyway? I'm not staying to see the insides of your dorm. Oh no, it'll be special. But head back if you want to. If I had Mr Head's beard waiting for me, I don't know what I'd do. Mr Husbeth, actually, and he is a senior administrator at the Sanitation Commission. Come on, Agnes. This way, everyone. <laughs> do you think she was angry? She didn't seem very happy. She was angry at me, Roger. I shouldn't have done this. So I was all right to offer? To walk her back? I wasn't too full. It was charming. I'm sure she would have thought it was charming. But Lydia and I live in Cowley, and carrying a stolen scarecrow back on the bus might attract some attention. Dash it. I hadn't thought of that. Come on, you milksops. We're here. Is he always like this? Where's here? I don't know. The only thing this way is the master's study, and... Oh, Lord. Uh, Thomas, we can't. <laughs> Roger, where's your sense of tradition? What is it? What can't we do? <sighs> Everyone says that the master has his own wine cellar. It's the tradition to play practical jokes on the day of the fair. I've been well informed that there are some fine vintages. We'll get sent down. Well, Miss Whittles, are you still game? Hardly matters. It'll be locked anyway. We are in so much trouble. Morality is a question of not getting caught. Now, Bleaky, be a dear and put Mr. Muggles down over there. <laughs> he positively looks as if he's at home now. We could put one of those mortarboards on him. Why not put some music on? Make a night of it. There's a gramophone over there. No, Agnes, you can't. Very dancey, is it? There's a lesson to us all. The miscalculation of the nineteen twelve period led directly to the carnage of the nineteen fourteen conflict. Which leads us to understand. had walked in. What was that? A recording, maybe some lecture. Speaks on history and politics, says the master. Probably composing some guff on the Great War now the dust has settled. Funny old chap. Thought to be fond of the old sauce. That's why we call him Shuffling Smedley, on account of his walk, you see. My guess is it's behind one of these books. My mother called it the Daily Recuperative, kept it in the larder. Well, there you go. Life is full of decisions for the professional drinker. Aha! Here we are. What was that? This? Vintage scotch, the good stuff, I'd warrant. I think I've unblocked the sink with something that colour. A bit draughty in here, isn't it? It's the bookcase. It moved when Thomas pulled the bottle. Oh, gosh, that is rare. Sorry, what did you say? Look, there's a gap. It just opened. It's like one of those stories or something. Fascinating. Now, on a more serious subject, where are the glasses? Roger, what are you doing? Stop climbing the bookcase! What 
is wrong with you? The portal will be up like a dog with its tail on fire. I, I was just thinking. Well, that's where you went wrong. Now let's scarp up. We can take the bottle and... Why are you tidying up the book? Wait, I think Roger's right. Look. Roger is never right. The sooner we establish that rule, everyone is happy. There's a metal groove in the floor. Here. Why is that important? What are you two doing now? This isn't a... Oh. It's a stairwell. Behind the wall. That, my dear, is a wine cellar. And we have hit the jackpot. Sir, is that you in there? Bestwick. The master. No, the porter. What do we do now? Only one way to go, then. Ladies first. It's jolly dark, isn't it? Won't Bestwick notice the room? Our cellar's usually this far down. Do you think it is a passageway, like, to another college? Or some kind of secret meeting room? You read too much. Like in the 39 Steps. There was that entrance, went to the hidden lock, and... Are there many locks in Oxford? Wait, there's a light ahead. Why would there be a light? Shh! There's someone in the study. It's the noise, you see. And you said to wake you if there was any disturbance. Yeah. They've certainly been in here, haven't they? It's all right. I'll take it from here. What do we do? He'll see the door is out of place. Let's hope you're right about that secret passage. Is it much further? It levels out down here and... uh, Oh. What is that? Is that normal? I mean, underneath a collar. Oh, it's nothing. A bit grand, maybe. It's just one of those old-fashioned lecture theatres. People used to stand for lectures in stalls, see? And the table? Well, for demonstrations, of course. And the restraints? Um, look, I don't think we need to get ourselves wound up about the details. Of the hidden underground chamber. Move up. Let me see. Oh, golly, this is something, isn't it? Yes, yes, we've already discussed this. Can we get on? It's like an old temple, isn't it? Like something the college has built over. Looks like someone that do sacrifices. It's probably just a spare room for the research student, maybe. Oh, yes, medical, probably. Uh, the bone saw up there. I've seen it displayed in the labs. <laughs> you wouldn't see that for a sacrifice. It takes ages. Yes. Thank you, Roger. That was a great help. We need to go back. We could explain the... You might not be too concerned with Roger and my academic careers, but are you familiar with the legal notion of trespass? <gasps> Something got the wind up you. Roger squeezed my arm really hard. Oh, yes. Sorry. Great. Sounds like they're following. Any thoughts? Yes, uh, maybe we should get on. There's a door over there. Maybe we can go. Quick, this way. Funny old names on these doors, aren't they? When? Pastor? Well, you know why that is. Is it a conspiracy? No, it's Merton College. They have all kinds of funny foreign sorts there. There must be some old link between the colleges. Probably a priest hole. Come to think of it, it all seems a bit popey, doesn't it? It's not Merton. Merton looks different. It's sandstone. 
These passages were red bricks and columns. Been to Merden, have we? Tea on the terrace, drinks with the fellows. No, but I know what it looks like. I think I know a little more about the university. You students really do think you own the place, don't you? You don't think we see the buildings too? Just because you put on silly hats and parade about the place in dresses. Oh, well, that's topper, isn't it? I think I can hear two people. Through here. Uh, well, this isn't getting any better. What is this? It's sort of a giant storeroom, isn't it? Maybe collection stuff kept back for research. Statues and and stuffed animals and and that. Quite a few skeletons, aren't there? What's that over there? Looks like a sort of a man with a giant beetle's head sewn on. Yes, that kind of stuff. Um, Maybe we could hide behind that cabinet. It's like a treasure chest, isn't it? Really? I think Mother might have warned me about women like you. I mean, I think there's an order to it. Like it's a display. What do you call it? Um, Natural selection. Different types of person and creatures at different times. But all jumbled up and covered in dust. Just imagine if this was open to the public. Yes, I can see the Women's Institute queuing round the block. Maybe if I talk to them. Over here! Gosh, you could have fine. You could have told me you were hiding. What's happening? I I can't see. Don't know. I can't see past her hair. It's the rain. It gets fizzy. Shh! You shh! in these jars anyway. Oh dear lord! Shh! They've got brains here, dear. In jars. Why have they got brains? I don't know. I thought you read natural sciences. I read it. Don't do the mucky stuff. (laughs) Gosh, you two are useless. I thought they'd clocked us for sure. If they've gone past, we head back to the college. Shh! We're not back to this. Something over there. Over where? Where the thing with the head is. You know, I come to think of it. I don't think this is murder. Don't you start. I'm sure it's... Look, there's a staircase behind us. Should we go quickly up there? Hurry up, you two. It can't be much further. Wait! I can't run in this. I saw a window. Back there, anyway. We're above ground. Must be going up a tower or something, but nothing I saw up there looked like the city. It's probably Christchurch Meadows. You said it was Tom Tower. I said it was a tower. I don't recall Christchurch having large rocks and a mountain view. Oh, Tosh. Look, it's dark. Your heels are making a dreadful racket anyway. I'm not wearing any heels. I took them off in the master's study. Oh, no. What is it? Oh, nothing. Just... They were Lydia's. She's going to kill me. What's wrong? We're up a tower. 
in another part of the country, and I've lost my shoes. I don't understand why you were wearing someone else's. Chaps, can I just ask if anyone else can hear typewriters? That clicking noise. It's not a typewriter. Oh, good. I thought it was odd to hear typewriters coming up the stairs. Good Lord. Come on, quickly, there's a door further up. No luck? No. No. Well, well, let's not wait around. I'm sure there'll be other doors. Agnes, I don't want to sound negative, but don't people who run up towers normally get tossed off them? You know, in the stories. Yes, that is usually how things are done. Might be better than facing it here in the morning, though. I found a door here, but the stupid thing won't open. Have you tried moving the ring sideways? Of course I've tried moving it. Well, it didn't do that last time. Oh, wait. What if it's a trap? We're not in a ghost story. This isn't Wuthering Heights. Come on! Wuthering Heights isn't... Don't you need anything. Well, this is a turn for the... You know... Books. There must be hundreds of them. It's a library. First class for observations. Now let's shift that chair against that door. Wait a moment. What is it now? There's somebody here. Where? There, in the chair. Well, don't go towards it. He looks like a dashed pantomime villain. I'm just going to... Dear God! (gasps) I've knocked off his head. You've knocked off his head? How did you... I don't know. I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him. Oh dear, oh dear, sorry about that. Just our little joke. Thought we'd bring up the scarecrow you had left to brighten the place up a bit, what? Oh yes, Mr. Muggles, of course. Dr. Chipley, I'm here on behalf of the Master. He wanted me to deal with you until he arrived. You're not going to tie us up, are you? Well, gosh, we normally start with drinks around here. A uh, uh, joke. Came here the long way, did you? Must be parched. A lime cordial would be just the tonic. Yes? Yes? Good. Sit yourselves down. Make yourselves at home. I put on the fire earlier, as soon as I heard you were coming. You're not going to tie us up. Well, I don't know what they do in these situations. It seems all a bit odd. What happened to the clicking? Well, of course it's odd. It's academia. You don't become a professor if you're right in the head. Now look, Smedley hasn't seen us yet. Hang on. What's on this table? Papers. I, I don't know. Academic stuff. Look, here's the plan. That chippy fellow will give us a dressing down. We'll pretend to be someone else. Find the exit, then leg it before Smedley's come. Wait, wait. You've got to look at this. These. Sorry. What now? Jane Austen. Horace Walpole. Anne Radcliffe, they've got the original drafts. Handwritten drafts. Jane Austen? Is that someone important? Sounds like some kind of novelist to me. But, of course she's a novelist. Everyone all right? What are you doing? That's the mysteries of Udolpho you're holding. Thought I'd do some reading. Bit of self-improvement. Valuable, is it? Invaluable. It's Mrs. Radcliffe, one of the greats of the Gothic movement, and you're putting it in your trousers. You know what? I feel improved already. I'll just take it out on short loan. You put it back or I'll... 
here we are. I haven't interrupted anything, have I? Oh, no, no. I was just saying that I hope we hadn't put you out with that nonsense about the scarecrow. I was telling Charlotte here that hijinks is rather a tradition for St. Giles' Fair. What? High spirits in that. So, uh, oh, thank you very much. Oh, Michaelmas, is it? Yes, that makes sense. No hard feelings about the little midnight excursion. Think we must have wandered into the wrong room, and here we are. Oh, no, you're not in the wrong room. You were expected here in the library. To be honest, a little earlier would have been preferable. Oh, yes, of course. Cordial? Oh, yes, yes, thank you. I'd hoped to do a bit of instruction on the procedures, but time is pressing. Maybe a quick tour whilst we're waiting. Yes, we were saying exactly just that. I believe you've been through the museum. To be honest, it's more of a stockroom at present. This is the library. The upper gallery is where the real scholarship occurs. The literature on transsombulism is quite unique. A lot was lost in the Alexandria fire, but I think we have really extended beyond that now. Alexandria, Egypt. Yes, of course, young lady. You're not a student, are you? I'd heard something about women being admitted. Lime? Oh, yes. Yes, they are. Well, not me. Not yet. I hope to be. I've been to some public lectures. A lecture. At St. Margaret's, in fact. (sighs) Oh. That makes things a little complicated. I think we have had somebody from the town here before. What happened to them? Yes. Oh, dear. Looks like that scarecrow's eyes have rolled off. Doesn't look too happy now, does he? Sorry, where was I? Oh, yes, the bottom shelves. There are some interesting gems here, if one finds fiction to be of intrinsic value. Thing is, it has to be in the writer's own hand. Nothing else works for the procedure. The procedure? Yes, and you're just in time to see an adjustment. Quite an important one. Uncanny how the master arranges these things. Come on, I'm sure you must be biting at the bit to see it. Uh, yes, uh... Please lead on. Are you all right? I think so. You? Yes. Uh, Well, feel a bit queasy, actually. That Chipley fellow, though, he seems all right. I'm sure Thomas will sort it. Normally does. Gets in quite a lot of trouble, does he? You know, he even had a run-in with the police for organising a bawdy house. A what? What, in the college? Oh, no. It's somewhere awful out of town. Uh, Corley, I think. Oh, No offence, sorry. But he talked his way out of it with the police. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I think so. I don't know the exact details. I think his father sorted it out, actually. Uh, Friends in high places and that. Sorry, have I said something wrong again? This way to the laboratory. Watch your foot on the ladder down. We're going down there. I'm sure it's all right. Uh, Loads of old buildings have trapdoors. Don't worry, the ladder looks a bit unstable, but it's quite solid. Roger. His hands. Look at his gloves. Hurry up. So this is where the magic is done, as it were. We had thought of fitting electric lighting, but there's the disruption, and Duval's over there has a bit of a sensitivity to the light, don't you, old boy? Who's that? Lab technician, I'd imagine. He's in a cloak. Duval. Dutch name. They've got some funny ideas. Don't worry. I think we're dealing with the higher-ups here. 
What you're seeing here is the Munich adjustment in progress. Very There's complex, a door over there by the equipment. Over there we just need to keep him talking a bit. They're all wearing gloves. But it is a laboratory. Fine, so are you. That's not what I mean. Did you have a question, miss? No, sir. Doctor. Once we have the contribution... Just play along. When I give the nod, you do the whole fainting damsel routine. I know a lot Any of luck, we might make a bit of profit on this. Really Sir, that equipment over there looks jolly impressive. Mind if I have a closer look? Oh yes, please do. Damned fiddly business distillation. Maintaining the right temperature. Oh, quite, quite. And uh, where does this door go to out of interest? Oh, just back out to the stairs. Can you show me how the equipment works in practice? be fascinating to see. Oh, not normally asked that. Don't know if I can right now. Bit tricky, you see. Sorry, sir. Charlotte here is a bit new to all this. I'm not. <coughs> you were saying how you were feeling a bit peaky, weren't you? Fumes going to your head and all that. <coughs> peaky? I suppose. Can you tell me a bit more about the adjustment? Yes, that's where we induce the dream state to alter people's minds. <coughs> Sorry, sir. I think I missed a bit. Looks like your colleague here is struggling. Perhaps he should sit down or something. No, no, it's Charlotte. Remember, you were feeling faint. Needed some fresh air. Sorry, I don't recall catching your name, Mr... (coughs) Roger, are you all right? Your head! That's done it. What are you doing? I think I'm all right. Just a bit of a dizzy spell. Better get this door open. Young man, there is no point pulling at that. It's locked and... Master. Good evening. Thomas Briley, isn't it? Yes, of course it is. Well, I think we have some talking to do. I've been meaning to explain. Oh, yes. Is that Roger Squires over there? Second year law and natural sciences, yes? Why is it I keep hearing about you two? (laughs) Well, uh, I... Young man, is that a woman here on college grounds? Uh, yes. I know it does appear like that. Just a bit of sport, you know. St Giles Fair and that. Yes. I am familiar with tradition. Your name, Miss... Whittles. Agnes Whittles. From the town, yes? I would consider this quite a serious infraction, wouldn't you, Mr. Briley? Well, um... Mm. As it happens, young man, it appears fortune may be shining on you today. Chipley has no doubt informed you about the process, hmm? About the Munich adjustment tonight? Just getting to that bit, Professor. Mm, Good, good. Well, we are working to the plan. We have a series of quite complex adjustments to be making, with some far-reaching consequences. Lots to do tonight. Professor. Sir. Master. I don't think you need to put your hand up. It's just... Dr Chipley was talking about changing people's thoughts. Is that what you're doing? Here. Is that what this process is about? (laughs) Heavens, what fancies. If we could change people's minds willy-nilly, 
We'd all be as rich as Croesus, would we not? Oh, yes. Sorry. No, no, no. There is an order and purpose to the work here. We take key people in history, politicians, generals and whatnot, and make careful alterations to their attitudes. Bring them back on track, as it were. Sorry, sir. I don't understand. You can't just let the world run amok, dear boy. Just look at the mess that happens when mistakes get made. Do you mean the war? Yes. Unfortunate affair, that. Very unfortunate. But then that is why a proper scientific approach is needed. Can't be disheartened. (coughs) I'm sorry, uh, sir. I don't understand. I presume Dr Chipley took you through this, yes? Yes? Students today seem to have lost the art of listening. See this. This is rage. Dr Chipley here helps extract all the essential emotions. Regret, yearning and what have you. Mix this into people's dreams of the right imagery from the storage upstairs, yes? And, well, it can make the right people at the right time very suggestible. I think... We need to go. Sorry? To go? Do you understand what an opportunity this is, hmm? I would have thought a young, ambitious mind would jump at the opportunity to be at the frontier of science, grasp the keen razor edge of progress. It's late. (coughs) I think we all need to get back. Probably best to discuss this in the morning. Very well. Then... Well, I suppose we can't compel you to do anything. There will be a contribution, of course. Oh, yes, right, I understand. A contribution. I'm sure we can come to an agreement. We might as well get this over with quickly. I had hoped somebody from your background, Briley, might be a bit keener, a bit more earnest to make a name for themselves. Still, never mind. I could do it, Master. I'm sorry, my dear. Did you say something? You need someone, yes? Thanks. It's just... Sorry, but you want someone who's ambitious. Professor, I can get things done. The collection downstairs, it could be made into a museum if you had someone who would work hard. I'm afraid this is really a matter of scholarship. Ben! Yes, come on, Agnes, you heard the man. Time to go. Sir, I have some learning. We left school early, but I was top of my class. I've been to lectures. Here we go. Miss... I'm sure you have, but we need to get on. Look, I'm sorry you've been brought here. I wasn't brought here. The door is left open, yes. I'm not sure how that is relevant. And you do need help, don't you? That's why you need students to come here. You need help with the equipment. Your hands. Chipley. Don't look at me, I've not said anything. You're very perceptive, Miss Whittles, but, um... I don't know if you appreciate the dangers here. Agnes... You don't need to do this. We can go. Sir, I worked at the Cowley factory, in the war. We made a thousand sinkers a week. Dynamite screwed on the top of a shell, as careful as any experiment. You had to be. But there was dust, of course, from the TNT. You tried to avoid it, but it was everywhere. Agnes, we really ought to be going. It was poisonous, of course. And you can't wash it off. That's why I wear gloves, see? I can show you. What's that on your hands? Yellow. And that's why you wear specially fitted gloves, isn't it, Professor? They're patched and repaired. Why Dr. Chipley's hands shook when getting us the drinks. 
and why you wouldn't show me the equipment. Yes, because the chemicals you work with are dangerous. They change you somehow, don't they? They can do. Procedure has improved a lot, but yes. Hmm. I give it to you that you show an commendable apprehension of the facts, young lady. All right. Only fair, I suppose. This is what you want to see. Bloody hell! Your hand! Is that a pincer? Sorry, sir. <coughs> I think we ought to go. Come on, Rog, straight away. Agnes? Miss Whittles? No? Hmm. Mr. Briley, before you do, there is still the issue of your contribution. What? I thought you meant... Ah, there you are, Dr. Venn. Good news. We have some volunteers. Dear God! What? What is... Right, sod this. Venn, if you don't mind doing the honours... Get off me! Get off! Come on. <coughs> We've got to go. No. But that creature... It's like a giant bloody insect. I'm not going, Roger. Oh, come on, quickly. Why are you waiting? Roger, look, you're a nice boy and everything, but you don't understand. I want this. I want to learn. Tell Lydia. Just thank her for me, will you? But the monster. Oh. Uh, oh, gosh, a farewell kiss. Well, in all my days. Master, are you really thinking of offering her a place? You understand? Goodbye, Roger. Oh. Oh, gosh. And be a brick. Probably best not to struggle too much. What? Yes. You can seize him now, Chipley. Get the two settled. What are you doing? I thought you were a doctor. Very well, Miss Whittles. I must say I find this surprising. Are you not afraid? Will I be a student? Yes. Agnes, are you completely off your crumpets? We have to get out of here! Sir, would you excuse me a moment? I need to, um... Agnes, thank God! Can you get this insect thing to unhand me? Sorry, Thomas. What are you doing? That's... The Mysteries of Edolfo, Master. Thomas had a copy. Mr. Briley, that document is more than a hundred years old and you've had it in the back of your trousers. Only temporarily, sir, I... We're pressed for time, but otherwise we would most certainly be having stern words about this. Thank you, Miss Whittles. It seems we did right to consider you. We needed a few lines from that text, and it would have suffered irreparable damage during the extraction process. We do try to keep the blood loss to a minimum, but as you observed, we're not medics, and the surgery lacks finesse. Uh, what surgery? D- did you say blood loss? Chipley, you can take him away now. Get off! I only know them for a friend, but I wouldn't want them to get too hurt. Do you extract all their emotions? Oh, heavens no. Just a select few, but but don't concern yourself overly. What blood loss? It's practice here very much to put them back in one piece. If it troubles you, I don't think they'll remember much. Now, shall we talk about accommodation? Unnecessary. I'm sure we can come to some arrangement, some uh, donation to the College Benevolent Fund, perhaps. Oh, my word! What's that? Get, uh, get off! Get off! Roger, it's 
That's an operating theater. It's a little improvised, if I'm honest, but we do our best. You're all crazy. Get off me. Bit of advice. Lots of people get themselves worked up. But it's really in neither of our interests if your organs or limbs are damaged. Now, deep breath for the neck restraint. Oh, now they're all over the floor. These are precision instruments. People will find out! You know? Ah! Uh, get off! No! Thank you, Ven. Gosh, he's a wriggler, isn't he? Mr. Briley, I will get to you in a moment. I've just got to dig out the consent forms. The what? New practice, part of the ethics review. Well, it is best if they're compass mentis, but yes, time is pressing. Right, who's first with the injection? It's terrible, but we've not really considered proper laundry services. We really need to get on it. We'll have to think about your area of technical specialism, but a good, broad grounding in the different disciplines should start you off. Yes, I... Can I ask, this plan you were talking about... Oh, yes? Hmm? Oh, oh yeah, that, that's my area of study. Making sure the adjustments follow the correct course of events. Long tradition, but very hard to do right. The wrong decision taken and... Well, we'll need to establish some structured training. I'd like that. But, my word, is this what passes for young people's attire today? Oh, gosh, sorry. I was at St. Giles' Fair. Well, I've seen some extraordinary things, but knee-length hemlines? Really? The lab gangs are over there. Come on, time is slipping away with us. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, hello. Um, sorry, the master said I should... Um, I could go back. Ah, Devals, there you are. What was that? Oh! <laughs> he says he's charmed to meet you. Yes, very well. Deval, this is Miss Whittles. Miss Whittles, Deval. He asks if your fragrance is Parfum de Rosine. Oh, uh, no. To be honest, I hadn't given much thought to a perfume. He said it must be your natural bouquet. Really, Deval? Can we concentrate on the chemistry, please? Oh, this is for me? A gown. Thank you. You have to let me go. I'll seek legal advice. I will. Then, old boy, see if you can find Pasteur. I really haven't the patience if he complains about having a migraine again. Tricky business getting this year right. Muck it up and we'll have the whole twenties at sixes and sevens. Part of the plan, you see. Complicated stuff, history. No one really appreciates the amount of trial and error that goes into it. I don't bloody care. <coughs> now, now, blood pressure. Let's not get excited. Hmm. Not clean since last time. You know, the main thing is to have a positive mental attitude. I'll give you a positive mental... Shh! Shipley? Your presence, please. Bit of a problem. Coming, master. Ah! Shh! 
attract attention. I dashed well intended to. You know she stitched us up good and proper. Do you think she knew all along? Hang on. Where did you get that from? Shh. It is what I've been saying. I've got a knife. And if I keep cutting... Where did you get that from? Yes, funny thing, that. Chipley, good man. This young lady seems a bit unsteady on her feet. I'm quite all right. Just a touch dizzy all of a sudden. You didn't give her the lion cordial, did you, Chipley? Oh, dash it, I forgot about the laudanum. You're not seeing any visions, are you? Blurry sight? No. Sorry, Miss Whittles, can I check your temperature? Oh, yes, quite all right. I think it was just a dizzy spell, to be honest. We might be lucky, Master. I don't think she drank much. We can't have a missing the Munich adjustment. It's a perfect opportunity for learning. Do we have a shot of adrenaline, maybe? Really? I'm fine. Um, can cause heart trouble. Remember that time we knocked off that poor chap from Pembroke College? Electric shock therapy might be something, though. Always a first time. Uh, maybe any smelling salts? Agnes had it. She was holding a knife. She took it. Spotted her do it when that Vren creature steamed in. Clever move, I thought, whilst everybody else was distracted. Hurry up, for heaven's sake. They'll be back at any moment. Besides, it's, it's rather more of a spatula than a knife. Well, how did you get it? That's the funny thing. One moment it was in her hand, next it was in mine. It was when she kissed me. On the cheek. Did you see it? Yes, I saw it. You looked like a startled gazelle. So what happened? Well, it was rather nice, actually. Unexpected. I mean, I don't have any feelings for her, but... The plan, Roger! What did she tell you? Oh, she didn't tell me anything. Nothing? Just put a knife in your hand? Have you considered she was intending for us to try and escape, so that when Chipley came back in and sees us, he would have decided it would just have been easier to knock us off? Oh, uh, no, actually. I hadn't thought of... Oops. Roger? That sound? Yes? That was the knife hitting the floor, wasn't it? Yes, sorry. It just slipped and... Roger! Oh, gosh. Thank you. See, Ghibli? Sometimes it can just be something as simple as a cold towel. Yes, I think you can stop patting her neck now, Deval. It's quite all right. Come to think of it, she didn't actually drink much. Actually, I'd say you're showing very few symptoms. I'm feeling quite revived. These pipettes, what do you do with these? Ah, these are the neurohormones. Emotions, if you will. Chipley, you really ought to get back. And how much do you put in? They look very small. Well, yes, but incredibly potent. You see, just a drop. Chipley, please see to the restraints. And tell Pastor to hurry up. I knew I should have ordered gags. My nerves. Now, where were we? What are we going to do? I can't... I can't reach it. Can you use your foot? That's what I'm trying to... <coughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> There's uh, bottles, glasses, a meat hook, 
What do they need a meat hook for? Come on, we have to find something. He's going to come back at any moment. I know, I know. This is it, isn't it? Isn't it? We're going to die here horribly. Mother told me to stay out of trouble, and now we're hors d'oeuvres for a human centipede. Keep calm. We'll work something out. I'm... Sorry, old boy. Stupid. What? Stupid, 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 sonic, stupid, bloody, bloody, stupid. Oh, dash, stupid. Oh, you can't beat it into submission. Aren't we supposed to be quiet? It's no dashed use now, is it? Might as well get the bloody thing over and done with. No, no, no. Let's not. I've selected a few passages from Rodolfo. You see here? This is where we weave the imagery into the dreams and... Dear Lord, your friends are causing a stink. They're smashing all the equipment. Not strapped in properly, I'd wager. Where's Ven? You know, in the old days, it would be a smart cosh over the head and no more said till morning. I'll just be a moment. Deval can take over. Remember, just up to the black line on the pipette. Oh, right. Um, yes, hello. All right, yes. So, this is where all the thought matter is mixed. Where you make dreams, yes? It's like a cauldron, isn't it? Sorry, that didn't sound very scientific. It's just quite hot. I put the pipette drops in there. Yes, to the line. Extraordinary. The colours. Just one drop does that. The liquid, or is it the gas? It's like one of those kaleidoscopes. I can see things. No, sorry, I'm blathering. Nerves. <laughs> well, it's nice of you to say that. Another? Oh my gosh! They never really did practical experiments at my school. The boys did across the road, but I didn't think it would be like this. I can see things. Describe them. Alright. It's like you're looking down on a street somewhere not here, not England. There are cars and people. Oh, Rochester. Which passages would you like me to put in? This one? The letters just melt off the page, changing the singing. The people are dispersing. How does it do that? <laughs> oh, now you're joking with me. I don't look that credulous, do I? Talking to me. No, it's all right. It's just my head hurts. It's the fumes. Like... No, no, it's all right. I just got dizzy a moment, burnt my hand. You don't have to get any ice. Ah, then there you are. Bit of an upset with the volunteers. They're both properly strapped down, aren't No, damn it! Why are they still there? I got the scalpels out. If you can give a hand with the incisions. I don't owe them anything. Oh, 
Oh, thank you. I was just putting some drops in. Um, it just started fizzing. Do you think I put too much in? I didn't want to. I... What's going on? The valve? The mixture. It's bubbling. Nothing. It was an accident. I put a bit too much. Not what I saw. Come to think of it, there have been a lot of distractions. Put down that instrument, Miss Whittles. No. no. Stay back. I have this. It's a stirring rod. Dear me. This is disappointing. Deval, can you remove that from her? No. Don't come closer. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I had thought you had some ambitions to make something of yourself. You have to let them go. No. You have to let them go. No room for sentimentality. We are changing history here. I know. I know. But... Stop. Stop. I've got the book. The Adolfo book. Then, take her to the operating theatre. I'll put it in. In the cauldron. The whole book. Don't be ridiculous. Deval, quickly, grab her. Let me stay in a bit. Kipling, get over here. We need to control the fire. Where is that girl? Oh my goodness. Thomas. Thomas. You. What in the name of mercy have you done? You see, he does it with the knife, yes? Well, that was close. There are buckles, actually. What's wrong with Roger? Is he alive? Oh, my head. I can hear a voice. Can you hear? I think I've got a free hand now, actually. Do you mind giving me the knife? I've got to wake up, Roger. Wake up. You've been drugged. Ow. You've got to wake. They're coming. What? Whoa. All right. I get the idea. Can you just stop slapping me? You can stand. Oh, yes. I expect so. She's in the operating theatre. Get them. Sod it. Hoist the lump on my back, right? Yes. Come on. Quickly. Easy for her to say. Mercy, Rod. Free with the bums, weren't you? Up the ladder. He's coming. I can see that. Get up there, Rod. Close it. The hatch, quick. Get out of there, Thomas. You almost had my toes off. Well, I'm sorry. I was concentrating on a giant insect. Can you give me a hand holding the door down? So now you're on our side, are you? Well, I thought you were going to escape, not just scream your head off. Roger, wake up! Huh? Oh, yes. I didn't scream. It was Roger who... Why aren't you drugged, anyway? Why? Do you read anything? We're in a mysterious library and who knows where, being chased by who knows what. And you stop for lime cordial. Everybody knows it would be poisoned. Now, have you got any idea how we get back to college? No, can't do that. 
you think we can carry him back? No? Or maybe we could try together. That is the worst idea I have ever heard. <laughs> All right, you take his legs. Now, let's go. This is not a good idea. <laughs> He's coming. You try running downstairs backwards. He's pretty heavy, isn't he? I am awake, you know. I can... Oh, Lord. Ags is behind you. Run! Stop pushing. I can't go any faster. Quickly, you two. Through here. Come on. Oh. What happened? You pushed us down the stairs is what happened. Seal the door! Roger isn't moving. I know. Do you think we should pray? You know, you really are a funny bird. Mm, thank you. And you're... Um, did you really get arrested for running a brothel? <laughs> Mostly bluster, old girl. Lot of talk. Just seem to get myself into... These situations. Hang on. What are you doing? Ah! Mother Mary, Agnes. Can you give me some notice before bringing a cabinet down on me? It's blocked the door. Don't think that then chap agrees. Rog, get your lazy self off the floor. Huh? Oh, I just wanted to sleep in a bit. Can I slap him this time? Thomas, what are we going to do? Maybe we can find an antidote. There must be something in this museum. Sorry, old chap. Buggered it up, haven't I? Chin up. Something will turn up. <laughs> Maybe. It's a bit like this is our war, isn't it? Last stand and all. You don't half talk some rot sometimes. This isn't going to work, is it? Dashed hands are shaking now. Um, I think I hear more coming. Uh... Thomas, what do we do? I'll tell you what we do. We hook it. But Roger! No, no. Sorry, chaps, can't hang around talking. Got to go! Where are you going? Thomas! Thomas! The passage. Tell him not to go in the passage. He's gone! He's left us. Can you walk? I'm done for, Axe. Maybe if it wears off... I just feel so sick, I can't... Just... Can you tell my family? If I don't come back? Just tell them what happened, yes? Though maybe not the bit about the insects. And Lydia, do you mind telling her too? It's just I think she's rather smashing, that's all. Probably should have told her, I guess. Probably would have made an ass of it, though. Roger. I'm going to try sticking my fingers down your throat. I think that might help. Do you think we made the right choice? Not going back to the college? <laughs> Maybe Thomas has made it out. Maybe he's got to the constabulary. <laughs> This is a sewer with smells of it. 
Do you mind if we stop talking about it? Still feeling unwell? Could try making you throw up again if that helps. No, 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 that's all right. Once was fine, smashing did the trick. I don't even want to think what I'm stepping in. Oh, I hope that wasn't an animal. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Agnes, thank you for rescuing me. Don't be ridiculous. Did you really want to stay? Yes. Why? First, it was just to be useful. Then, well, the things the Master said about a plan and putting things right. Can you imagine it? You had a chance to stop all that awfulness. Put it all back right. You're talking about the war. There's no bringing them back, Axe. Not for any of us. It's just what happened. I know. Do you think it's true, though, about being able to change how people think, change important things? I don't know. Thing is, my father always said I was impervious to self-improvement. Families can be like that. Yes, but I realize that everyone is, really. You can stick as many ideas and theories in people's heads as you like, but they're still going to do the same stupid things. No helping it. You know, I think we're coming into the light. Don't know. That's a bit too philosophical for me. No, the morning light. We're at the end of the tunnel. Oh, thank you, Lord. Finally. Ah, oh, is that what we've been stepping in? Maybe best not look down, Roger. What? Oh. <laughs> look, you can see the spires ahead now. We're almost there. How could that tunnel have taken us so far? My feet are killing me. I feel a bit more perky now. Fresh air, good walk, and famished, though. Say, what did we agree we'd do when we get there? Find Thomas, get the police, get laughed at by the police, then get arrested for exploding in Oxford College. Oh, you're being the negative one now. We're alive! I do feel a bit burny, though. Four months it took me to save this dress. If I find that swine Thomas, he's getting me a new one. Hey-ho! Look! He's over there, in the college garden. Psst! Thomas! Over here! Um, sorry. Hello. You're alive! And you're reading. Yes, quite alive. Um, Roger, isn't it? How did you get out? I was sure the master would have locked the study. Dear boy, you are rather making a scene. Are you still in your tales from last night? We've had to traipse through the sewers for two hours. You know, I do declare that it looks as though you have. Look, Roger, I know we've met in the common room once or twice, but this really is a bit much. I don't know who this, um, lady is, but you must understand how this looks. Anyone would have thought you two had spent the night together. Reputation, old boy. Now, if you don't mind, I've got a pile of studying to do, and I'm told there is a vacancy going at the legal practice in Summertown. Thomas, you're wearing gloves. Yes, madam, and your dress appears to be smoking. Good day. 
No Thomas, and no Mystery Tower. It's like it never happened. I guess I'll have to go back home. I'm not sure it's going to be popular. Back there. You talked about Lydia, remember? You said you wouldn't say anything. My lips are sealed, but I might be able to help. No fear. I think I'd rather be left to those insects. Never been too good with the fairer sex. Tricky business. We're not that precious, you know. <laughs> I know you. Giving a what-for to old Smedley. Throwing in the whole book. Someone must be getting nightmares for a whole month. Say, what was the experiment about anyway? Where's Munich? Somewhere in Austria? Germany, apparently. But the master said it was some Austrian man, an officer or artist. Something to do with a gathering in a beer hall in Munich. Doesn't sound that world-changing to me. What was his name? Adolf somebody. There's a lot of people waving and shouting. I didn't catch the rest. Never heard of the chap. You know what? Things always end up sorting themselves out. Say, what are you going to do anyway? I don't know. I was following you. Situations like this always call for a spot of eggs, a cup of tea and a good sit-down, what? Definitely. See, you can be the perfect gentleman. Thank you. I like to think so. Only, uh, I left the money box back in the college. You don't mind paying, do you? In Ivory Towers by Richard H. Brooks, Beth Eyre played Agnes, Rob Bowen, Thomas, David Weeks, Roger, John Watts, Chipley, Sarah Golding, Lydia, Christopher Jarvis, Porter, and Kareem Cromfley was Master Smedley. The Ivory Towers theme and score was composed by Tom Rory Parsons, with additional pieces from purpleplanet.com. Recording and sound production was by Christopher Jarvis of the Radio Theatre Workshop, and the director was Kareem Cromfley. For full credits and sound effects attribution, please visit www.radiotheatreworkshop.com. This has been a fantastic and spoopy 11th Hour, y'all. Remember to hear all the other entries at 11thHourAudio.com. I hope you have a wonderful audio drama day and take some time to tell friends about this magnificent medium and the changes that have taken place over the last few years. I'm so proud to be a part of this community. And so at the end of this spooptober season, I want to run up the flag and put out the call. The time is now for you to tell your story in audio drama. It can be any genre, I love science fiction, and thanks to all your contributions and submissions, I am learning to love horror. But there is room in this medium for all genres. Bring me crime thrillers, bring me historical dramas, bring me detective procedurals, bring me romantic comedies and musicals and mashups. I was telling Matt how Ivory Towers made me wish for a Jeeves and Worcester-inspired horror story, like, it's the Dark Lord Dagon Jeeves kind of deal, where like an upper-class twit and his unflappable valet match steel with an elder god from beyond the stars. But yeah, okay, there is no better time than now. Tell me your story. Submissions are open. Radiodramarevival.com I also want to say that K.C. Whalen's new book, Bombs Always Beep, is available now 
If you've loved Wayland's work as much as me, you will really enjoy his book about making audio drama. I'm excited to buy it, and I encourage you to do the same. Now let's close out Spooftober with something extraordinarily silly. Credits in the form of a story. But first, let me say that our theme music is Danger Digidoo by DJ Stranger Danger, whose music can be found on SoundCloud. But then let me also say this. Last time on Radio Drama and the Ham of Mallorca. Eli McElveen, our interview's producer and also a vampire, was changing into a bat. And Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreau, our goblin researchers, were arguing the merits of their specialized day suit. While Fred Greenhouge, our executive producer and resident demon sorcerer, was demanding that the team make immediate plans to steal the sacred ham of Majorca. But then, Matt Boudreau, our line producer and werewolf, strode in with the ham itself, heedless to the eldritch countermeasures he'd set off. A wisp of black shadow magic emerged from the ham, and then magical hands emerged from that swirl of energy. Hand after hand after ham handed hand, until finally the hamunculus had fully formed, supporting itself on innumerable paws, crouched on the table, ready to pounce. The ham itself at its center now, held in place by impossible magics. Matt roared and swiped at the ham beat, but its many hands made it a very capable shadow boxer. It ducked and weaved and counterattacked, pummeling Matt with motions almost too fast to see. He can't beat it on his own. Come on, team, Eli hollered, who had just turned into a Malaysian flying fox, an enormous fruit bat with a huge wingspan. He swept up behind the shadow monster and began to flap his wings mightily, and the shadow smoke wavered. Matt pressed the attack and began to land blows on the creature. Monique and Heather exchanged glances and immediately knew what to do. Falling upon the contents of the room, they quickly and noisily set to pulling apart a vacuum cleaner, television, Fred's laser pointer, and a mini-fridge, reassembling them into a monster containment unit, cried Monique. It should work, probably, said Heather. Fred, we're going to need your help here to hold it in place. Calling up the eldritch powers of the abyss, Fred only nodded as his hands wreathed themselves in unholy green flames. Now, Matt, the ham, Monique said. Eli flapped his wings as hard as he could, and the smoke peeled back from the monster's chest, just enough so that Matt could reach in and yank out the sacred ham of Majorca. Then, as Eli continued to beat his wings, Heather leveled the vacuum nozzle at the shadow creature. Time for a little fall cleaning, she said, and Monique flipped the switch. Gibbering and screaming, the shadow creature found itself sucked away from the ham, sliced into eldritch pieces by the laser array, refracted through a series of mirrors, and plopped into the deli drawer of the mini-fridge. Fred waved his hands. Green glowing chains and a big ugly padlock arranged themselves around the mini-fridge. That should hold him, Fred said, warlockily. Good, said Matt, picking up the mini-fridge. Anyone mind if I take out the trash? By all means, said Eli, turning back into a man. Without another word, Matt opened the door to the hotel balcony and drop-kicked the enchanted mini-fridge into the Strait of Gibraltar, approximately 1,000 kilometers away. With that accomplished, the team turned to the sacred ham of Majorca. Fred's eyes glowed green with unholy fire. And that is how I got the job as host of this show. That's right, I am that meat of Majorca, given the shape of a man, and it's my excuse whenever anyone tells me I'm a big ham. <laughs> Lightning!
<laughs> I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. Happy Halloween, you bunch of nerds! The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.